talking about the van, of course. So like seven years ago, I found myself in a situation very similar to the one I'm currently in. I was driving to go record a podcast. The difference being, then, I was stuck in bumper-to-bumper traffic after a particularly miserable day. I didn't even know the host of this podcast. I had nothing to promote. I didn't know why I was doing this. And then I got there, and I ended up having a blast. The hosts, Caitlin Durante and Jamie Loftus, would take this podcast, the Bechdel cast, grow it into a huge hit. One of the more popular movie podcasts out there. And then years later, Jamie and I would end up in a writer's room together. She's super talented. In addition to being a very good writer and a very funny stand-up, she's a prolific podcaster. In the past couple of years, she's released highly acclaimed podcasts on a crazy variety of subject matter, ranging from Kathy cartoons to American spiritualism. And as someone who has an eclectic array of interest myself, I appreciate anybody who refuses to be boxed in. Her podcasts are part of the inspiration why I wanted to put one out. So I am very excited to have her on the show. One of my many interests is also staying alive, which I am going to try to do on these wet L.A. roads. So I'm going to focus on driving. We'll be back with Jamie Lawless. So we just watched Roller Disco Days. Mm-hmm. Had you ever seen this before, Jamie? I'd like seen clickbait about it kind of through the years. I was curious, but I never, I could never find it. The trailer is on YouTube, but it's, it's irritating because it's not the actual trailer. It's one of those bullshit fan-made trailers. Yeah. The, the original trailer has been lost to time. Mm-hmm. Or if you know where it is, please fucking bust that out and share it with the world. I would I had one of those. Did you see the Daily Motion link that was like I was like, "Oh, I fucking found it." And then it had like a really long link that was like unclickable. I typed it in and it was just like porn. That shit pisses me off because yeah. a movie like this, you'll try to seek it out. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I finally got a, a VHS me copy. Too. And you go to some YouTube uh, link that's like full movie. Mm-hmm. And then it's some weird ass shit. It's just like, to, it's, yeah, is that like, is that all daily motion? What the fuck is that? I, I, I feel like it happens who, a lot on Who daily gets mo- off on fooling us that? I, I don't know. I'm like, is it the person whose porn it is that they're like tricking you is into some- going? Is somebody watching that and being like, okay, I got to fucking pause it and type in this link. Mm-hmm. And there are people that will do that. I did that. And, and for, for fucking what? It was embarrassing. It was embarrassing for me, but I was really glad you had a hard copy. So, roller disco days, mm-hmm. pretty good tagline. Spend your night at the days. <laughs> yeah, I liked it, yeah. And it's, it's in the wake of a couple other roller skating movies that didn't do well mm-hmm. that are also kind of lost to time. And I think that's why this one really got buried. So this is the third misfire in a few. There was Skate Town USA with Scott Bayo and Patrick Swayze mm-hmm. and uh, an early Patrick Swayze role where he's relying on his dancing ability. 
And then there's Roller Boogie with Linda Blair. Oh, I don't know about that A one. year later. Wow. Roller Boogie, yeah, you should check out Roller Boogie. Okay. Roller Boogie is the most kind of classic girl wants to be a dancer and meets a guy who's really good and they team up and practice for the dance competition. And, and they're also saving the fucking roller rink and shit. They're doing like a roller disco, like Mickey Rooney kind of situation. Yes. I love that. And then Skate Town USA is more centered on like dueling guys trying to win mm. the skate the skate competition. Okay. And th they're all like a $1,000 prize. <laughs> now, the difference between those movies and Roller Disco Days yeah. is that Roller Disco Days, those other movies took the like dancing competition stuff from Saturday Night Fever and other dance movies. Mm-hmm. But instead of that stuff, Roller Disco Days just focuses on the, like, weird bummer stuff that's going on with, for some reason, the four white dudes who hang out at the roller roller rink. Yeah, I was, I didn't, I didn't see that coming. I knew that that was, like, a fixture of Saturday Night Fever. Did you feel like that was where they were lifting it from? Was like, well, let's just take the, yeah, oh, big time. the saddest parts of Saturday Night Fever and just make it longer. Yeah. It's like all the downers of breaking away. It's like it's like if you took away like what was kind of charming about that and just made all the townies be more depressed. Mm -hmm. The also like I feel like the roller disco era was very black and very feminine and very gay. Yeah. And this has none of that. Not I mean kind of like none of the movies. I I like read about that recently of like how Saturday Night Fever like started on like was based on a I think it was like a Rolling Stone article or something that was like mm. allegedly by this investigative reporter who like went and hung out in the discos and like wrote this piece based on his experience. And then later after the movie came out and was really, really successful, he was like, yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't have a lot of time to write the piece. I made most of it up. And so I just sort of wrote about guys like me and imagined what they would be dealing with. At their, so he was, it was completely fabricated. Just like, total fucking bullshit to meet a deadline. Yeah. And that's why this movie just, exists. Uh, a, a thousand little pieces or whatever. Like, um, yes. Oh my God. That that, James Frey, James, James Fry. And he was like, they, they did dental surgery on me without like any sedative. Oprah. <laughs> yeah. Oprah has a bad track. She's a bad judge of character. Oprah does not do any vetting for her guests, it seems no, like. No, she's really... I mean, she gave us Dr. Phil. And Dr. Oz. And Dr. Oz. I think that was her as well, yeah. Okay, well, who's going to be the next quack doctor <laughs> that she introduces to the world? Because there's a fucking law of threes with that, right? She really can't be trusted in terms of uh, vetting. It's It's crazy how many people she must have that could do that. And that maybe she knows and she doesn't care. I don't know. Dr. Oz is a fascinating character because his name reeks of quackery. <laughs> he's the fakest sounding doctor. <laughs> the fakest sounding. He's, he rivals Dr. Nick on The Simpsons as just completely should raise every red flag. And he is... He's, he rode the wave almost straight to the Senate. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's good. It, it, that was pretty close too. That was a scary time. I mean, and it's like, it's not impossible. Worse people have been elected. Well. So this was written by this guy, Drake Butler. Oh. He, he, he hasn't written much. He wrote this movie. I don't know if you've seen it. It's called Hell's Kitchen. 
2009. Whoa. And it's like a post-apocalyptic movie okay. where people, there's like motorcycle gangs, it's a little Mad Maxi, but in Manhattan. And Whoa. motorcycle gangs run the city and you got a zip line from building to building to be safe That's- from the gangs. There was a whole like era of kind of like the Bronx Warriors mm-hmm. and um, Alphabet City and just sort of futuristic city gangs, which, man, did they get that wrong? I think that there's like, I think I've seen clips from that movie because there's definitely like, I have a strong memory in my head of like someone falling from the zip line, like a character we love falling from the zip line. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. that movie, right? And it is. It's that movie because it's, it's a dummy, but unlike most dummies, it's all like cantaloupe or something. So they show it hit the ground and it fucking <laughs> cracks. Not how a human should break. It breaks apart in this fucked up way. And then mm-hmm. the, the motorcyclists all like fucking ride okay, over we it. Are, it's almost like naked gun. We are thinking of the same. Yeah, but it's like not a joke at all. And there's like that song oh, no. playing it's, too. It's, it's, yeah, it's like the love interest in the fucking <laughs> yeah. movie. It's yeah. I think she played it well, but yeah, I mean it's it sounded yeah, then they were like playing that song over it that like I don't I don't know what the song was, but it sounded close to me like saving all my love for you. Like it just as he was It was I I mean, I would like to see mm-hmm. the full thing, but who know, who fucking knows where you could find it. Yeah, it's one of those it's it's like hard ticket to Hawaii or something where Everybody knows this scene of that that dude throwing the razor blade covered frisbee at that guy and cutting his fingers, exactly. but nobody's actually watched the whole movie. Yeah. I'm going to dig it up. And when I find that, we, we can watch it. Drake the, um, Butler. The Damn. director, this guy, Darren Milkowski, uh-huh. he, I guess he's mostly famous for this movie called Heisters. Okay. And Heisters was famous because they did cinema verite shit where they oh. went into a actual bank in a small town and tried to do a heist. And then the cops came and shit and they had to talk their way. And we're just filming a movie. And the guy had to, they gave him a slap on the wrist. And the movie is also bad, which Oh, sucks. that's always the best though. When the movie, they're like, we took this amazing risk. It was really cool. And then you watch the movie mm-hmm. and it looks like shit and it's bad. Did they use any of that footage or did they just have to shoot it on a set? I, I I I bet you, mm-hmm. I bet you they had to reshoot every, <laughs> but they don't admit to it because those are the best stories. And there are a lot of actors like that too yeah. that I changed my life and I went through this whole regimen. Mm-hmm. And then you watch the final product and it's like, I've seen people do better shit at a midnight show at a shitty comedy <laughs> theater. Right, you're- I've seen them come up with a better character instantly. It's so embarrassing. Where they didn't have to like go on a special diet. I love when someone like goes out of their way to like, I don't know, like there's a press junket that's all about how one person went method and then you watch it, you're just like, there was no need for that. And mm-hmm. it, it would have been better if you had done way less. Okay, so he, he made, he the, made uh, heisters. Heisters. Okay. And this is a better movie. This is his best movie that he ever made. And nobody really watched it. Because yeah. there's some good shit in, in in this movie. Although we agreed on this when we were watching it. Mm. The dancing, unfortunately, is not the strong suit. And I think that's why the movie didn't... 
all the fucking well, roller boogie shit. We agreed that the dancing doesn't look good when it's the actors doing it, but then they'll occasionally cut away to the stunt legs and the stunt legs are killing okay, it. But yes. the stunt legs are different shapes and sizes. Yes, th- 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 it's a problem. And they, so what Jamie's talking about is Saturday Night Fever, John Travolta can dance. Yeah. And then they also have other dancers in there. They got good dancers. Yeah. This movie has one of the guys, of the four guys, mm-hmm. only one of them has a dance background. The other three can't do shit. It's- so it's a lot of fucking bullshit, <laughs> fake legs. It's even the, the girls in the movie, like, which, so there's one dancer. Yeah. There's in the entire movie, there's one trained dancer. There is one of the girls that was okay. There's one of the guys that I looked up. One of the guys was like an AD that like, and they made a big deal of that when they were like, you know, doing interviews like, and talking about how they're like, oh, like someone dropped out. And then they were like, oh, you know, like he can dance and brought him in. So Jamie's talking about this character, Butch. Yeah. And he's, he's not, he's supposed to be the like tough guy leader of their crew. And these guys all live in the Valley. This is like mm-hmm. a, a California based, they're, they're kind of like Valley towny Which, guys. That was kind of like why he got the park. And he's like, well, I grew up in the Valley and they were like, all right, get in yeah. there, you know? And he, he's supposed to be, he, he talks in simple sentences mm-hmm. and he's more of a, he, he scowls and stuff. But there's a, there's a lot of heavy dramatic stuff that he's supposed to be doing. I mean, he's like a fucking drug addict and shit. Yeah. And, and again, this is like if th- this movie gets dark in unexpected ways. But he can't fucking dance. No, he definitely can't dance. I didn't even think he did a very good job at pretending to do drugs. Honestly, like who- no, and he fucking smokes crack. Like it's fucking crack. Like of the drugs, you're like. I, I I would associate like cocaine with this era a little yeah. bit more and they have him smoking crack. So Butch's whole thing is like all these guys have their, their, their little dreams. Mm-hmm. This is a, a coming of age story, much like Saturday Night Fever, where these guys are all at this crossroads in their lives. They're, they're leaving their teenage years behind and becoming young men. Mm-hmm. And Butch as the, as his name suggests, is a tough dude. (laughs) And he thinks there's no reason to, to, to leave. And he admires all the real toughs Mm -hmm. that are around them that kind of make fun of these guys for hanging out at the fucking disco place. The, the roller ring. I kind of liked And he kind of wants to be with more of the badass guys. I kind of liked, I like this kind of stock character where they're like, yeah, he's really tough, but he's got a library card. I like that. I think that's a fun, that's a fun Oh attribute. yeah, that he's trying to read books and shit. Yeah. And he's like, ins- he, he, he's kind of the one that, in- he's the tough love for our hero, this guy, Mikey, mm-hmm. who in I a weird twist. Mikey. We don't follow the guy who's good at dancing. No. We follow the guy who's like, this is where everybody thought going to college would solve all your problems. Mm -hmm. So Butch is like pushing Mikey into like, he's like, I got this. And he holds up his library card. He's like getting books and stuff. And he he is struggling reading and stuff. And Mikey has to help him. and, And he encourages, he's like, Mikey, you're actually smart. You should get out of you should get out of here and like go to school. Mm-hmm. 
Like you're the one of us who can actually do something. Yeah, there, I I liked that. Yeah, the, like the scene where Butch like grabbed Mikey's arm and he's like, "You could get out." And I was like, "Whoa, that was like about as and good again, as his acting." This is got. an AD. Yeah, this is an AD, and Jamie is doing a better job <laughs> acting than he did in the film. He's like not making eye contact. That I, that was my theory. Mm-hmm. Is the re, like. I kept thinking, like, why are they cutting away to the the library card? Like, everything the library card is out, they're cutting to it a lot. I think mm. they might just be cutting around bad acting. Well, if you thought Butch was the only stock character, think again, because there's also Top Hat. <laughs> and Top Hat, Top Hat wears a Top Hat, and he's trying to become he a sure magician. Does. Yeah. But his magic sucks and shit, and he's the one that... And in the opening scene of the movie, mm-hmm. we should talk about it's kind of them all working their shitty jobs mm-hmm. and struggling and then going out at night and living it up at the roller mm-hmm. rink and, and skating around and seeing the babes. I, and I, and I, this is paradise. Yeah. I mean, well, it's like, and you would see it, it. They're just like jobs that you're like, I guess this could have existed in the late seventies. I don't know. Like, but the, when they knock off Mikey's, like, they're like, Come on, man! You're not at Hot Dog Hut anymore. And he's like, "You're right." And he like puts his hat away. I thought that was cute. Yeah, I liked to- Top and Hat. Honestly, to me, seemed like he fit well, in better. There. Can we talk about hot dogs for a second? And, and yeah, your impression. So Jamie has a book coming out, mm-hmm. not released yet, not right? Yet, no, called Raw Dog. Mm-hmm. And so she spent a lot of time researching hot dogs across the country. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts on the hot dog stand in this? And this is, again, 1979. Yeah. He's working at this hot dog hut, which is fucking busy. It's busy. all And, like, not with, like, kind of across the class spectrum. There was, like, a guy in a suit in line there. There's a dude with, like, a monocle <laughs> who is, waiting. Like, like, right? Did he have, were they a monocle or just, like, straight up little reading glasses? I couldn't go back, but he looked like... It was monocle coated. It was. The, it felt monocle. Yeah. Like and and they and he must have been like a featured extra or something because they like lingered on him to let you know that like hot dog hut. This place has. This is a real spot. Which is wild because they're serving pretty garden variety conies as far as I'm concerned. Like there, it it okay. was you know it, it looked fine and and I I did appreciate you know historically that nitrates were brought up by. Mikey several times in the scene because he's a vegetarian, mm. so he like doesn't want to be working there. I looked over at you and you were pretty stone faced through all the hot dog stuff. Yeah, so I was I was excited to get your opinion. Yeah, I mean they they it, it's not good PR for hot dogs because they were pretty poisonous back then. But I did appreciate. This is when they were all butts and or fucking hooves and noses or whatever. They're still mostly, uh, they're still mostly that kind of meat, but they just can't put the same, uh, they can't put the same chemicals in it. They used to. My grandfather was a grocer and he used to, he was actually against the grain of like, he thought hot dogs were better for you than hamburgers. On what grounds? He was like, I think he thought what a lot of people think about hot dogs. Mm-hmm. He thought, for some reason, he thought hot dogs were cleaner meat. Roger, I think he was wrong He's about like, they that. They can just throw, <laughs> I do too. <laughs> but he, I, I mean, like it wasn't. that he said it. <laughs> he, he ate a shit ton of hot dogs. And let me tell you, what? his later years weren't great. <laughs> did he maybe deteriorate? No, I've showed it to you before. The, the hot dog factory thing. Oh, the video? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it's fucking, it's it's like a weird night. Yeah, that clip is like not vintage. It's from like 2013. It's like 10 years old. You just can't put nine. But, but I, all I have to say, I think that Mikey's uniform was really cute. I liked the idea of like, he's like a smart vegetarian. Like, I think that that was a fun way mm. to make it, make it seem he's like he's reading smart. books. Yeah. And his, his boss yells at him. Everybody's yelling at Mikey. His boss yells at him. His dad is, like, abusive towards him. I can't um, tell if the movie knows that or not. Loser. But, like, yeah, his dad oh, was yeah, definitely Oh, yeah, you think abusive. it's just, like, a tough dad in the time? Yeah, yeah. He just, like, because he keeps saying, like, I'm doing this for your own good. And I'm like, I can't, I couldn't tell yeah. how Mikey felt about it. To give the movie as much credit as we can, the movie lets the viewer decide. Mm-hmm. So... Top Hat has the closest thing to a, a, a healthy relationship. He is, he is, he's flirting with the, I guess she works like the locker, the the cubby holes at the, the she's like the coat check girl or whatever. I can the, actually. Ro, at the roller rink. I can rink. speak to that. The yeah. roller rink, by the way, is called Roller Days. Mm-hmm. I thought that was. Fun. With a Z. There's certainly worse. I mean, I think that's better than Skate Town USA, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Town USA, roller boogie, hard to beat. Yeah, I mean, and and I wouldn't say that they did, but uh, I used to work at an ice rink in high school, and no shit. Yeah, so I would like mainly work in the snack shack. That was pretty fun because you could just eat snacks and no one was really around. But on Friday night, there was this like he. I actually really connected with her hard, and I was like, "Where was my fucking top hat?" You know, because I thought to- top hat was like a pretty like. I thought he was a pretty present. I liked him. I would have had a crush on Top Hat in high school. Easy. Yeah. He's like he's like the nerd of the group, and she's also not a dancer. She's working there, mm-hmm. and they have a kind of cute where they clearly both like each other, but he's going there to skate, and she's working there, mm-hmm. and she does a pretty good job. She, uh, th- Her name's Ellen, mm-hmm. and she is played by an actor named Susan Roach. Oh. Who was in a... Didn't do a lot. Did a failed, what a lot of people think is a Max Headroom knockoff, but it actually predates Max Headroom. It was called Dr. Computer Face. And it she was, was, that was a her? TV show. Yeah, she's in that. She's the human in that. Cool. Wow. <laughs> she's, oh, so is she, so she's not the computer face though. That wouldn't be her. No, she, she, it's her computer. Oh, okay. I get, okay, that, that makes sense to me. And they, and they have like kind of, I, f- I mean, I, the closest I can get to that is like, oh, it's like a Max Headroom or like a dog with a blog kind of thing. Yeah. That thing shouldn't be on the computer. Yeah. They all owe, they all owe a lot of shit to Dr. Computer Face. Wow. And her career, she was good in the show. She's it's just beautiful. a shame that that got eaten yeah. up. Yeah, she's beautiful. And they, they try to, they try to rough her up for this. <laughs> she's got that um, little dirt smear on her. And like, if you were working at it, like, where would that dirt come from? In the room. Yeah, what are, what are, is it coming from? Like, why are you shoe polish? Are you putting shoe <laughs> polish the on the on roller skates? I, I liked it. But, but, you know, I, I can relate. I could smell those scenes because I used to work on Friday night. They would put me in the skate shack and that's when like the big free skate where everyone would go on dates and I'd be in there with my fucking back brace and then they didn't trust people. And so you would have to take their dirty sneakers. Jamie had a back brace, by the way, a, through what it grades. I, it was through 11th grade. I had it. Jesus it was, Christ, that's funny. It was pretty, I don't think it affected my personality at all though. But they would like make me 
the people's shoes and then before I could give them the skates so that they would have to return the skates at the end of the night. So it was just rancid, nasty, like off-brand Jordans for like people who wouldn't talk to me at school. It was so, so you can understand how I I would watch that scene and be like, where the fuck is my top hat? Where was he at? You just rode the Zamboni. Was that recently? You posted a picture on Instagram of you riding a a Zamboni at the Kings game. Yeah, that was three years ago. I just like to remind people about it. Now, did that bring back memories of working at the skate rink? It felt like a good full... It felt like I won. What, what I won is unclear, but it felt like I won when that happened. Because I they wouldn't let me ride the Zamboni at the AZF Ice Arena in Brockton, Massachusetts. That's bullshit. It was. There was a guy named one Arm Steve, like one Arm Steve drove the Zamboni, and he was a very nice guy, but he just... I would ask and ask and ask, and he would say, Jamie, it's not safe. And I would never get to ride it. Why did they call him that? <laughs> you know, I never asked. And I would, it would feel out of line for me to assume why that was done. He, I will yeah. say that he seemed to get a kick out of it, but he may have just been hiding his own hurt at, at having been called it. Possibly. I don't know. Seems like a real Massachusetts The sweatshirts thing. he wore were very large. It was kind of hard to know what, what was going on. Mm-hmm. Which, as as a back brace case, I, I was wearing. I, I, I want to say, yeah, what a what a crew. Yeah. Who who else worked there? Was there anybody else with a, a <laughs> yeah any sort of impairment? It or? was no, it was me. It was Steve, and I never called him that. I but but that was everybody behind his back. No, to his face too. I mean, it was like to his face. He seemed comfortable with it. He was a veteran. I don't know. I don't know what the deal was with Steve. Okay, but like. There were two other people who worked there as Jay and Jay was my friend's older brother who was like 25 and like a little too horny. And then there was Marion who ran the place and she was old. She was frequently drunk. Not horny enough. She, if she had played her cards right, I think, you know, she and Jay really could have, but she was, she was very old though. And she would, she, so she both like, I don't know why she, if she was forget why she would forget when I was supposed to be working, but whole thing. She's my only job reference, and then my first job I was trying to get after I graduated high school, I like gave, I put her phone number down, and then got the news back from the bookstore I had applied to in Boston that she had died, like the day before, and her like daughter had picked up the phone and was just like, Marion can't recommend anyone for holy shit i know she died five minutes ago sorry she's a bad reference now oh i'm fucking sorry and so then i (laughs) oh sorry she can't come be your reference she's dead poor marion the nerve of you this is why people don't read books no more (laughs) poor uh, i mean bless i hope mike did i hope mike mike's accident was from combat or something or like a military act because he's like that would be an extra, like, to, to be a veteran and then also have to explain it's actually not from anything related to that. That's got to be it has, a real whammy. I never, but he, he was a nice guy and he would frequently, he would always give it to me. I would never eat it. He had some sort of deal at the local grocery store where he could get day-old sushi for free. And sometimes he would be like, you should mm. try it. Like, and, but I wouldn't. 
I refer to it as a real whammy. I don't think that makes sense or is the correct <laughs> word I'm looking for. I was going to anyway. let it fly. It's fine. Mm. RIP Marion. You know, I went to, but, but the good thing is that I ended up getting that job because they felt so bad for me that my only job reference died, that they just gave it to yeah. me. Oh, so it worked out. Yeah. I got to work at Borders Bookstores. Congratulations. And this is a good tip for anybody who's trying to hack the system <laughs> and doesn't have a reference, have your friend pick up and say the reference just yeah. died moments mm -hmm. ago. Instead of pretending to be the reference, which I think is most people's go-to thing, yeah. you say the reference is I'm dead. I'm the reference's granddaughter and she's dead. Oh, so let's talk about the um, our one dancer, Vin, uh -huh. who in a sad twist, so this guy was not an actor. This is the one, this is the ringer they got for the mm -hmm. movie because all the guys are like terrible and Jamie brought up, you can very clearly see the stunt legs as opposed to different shapes. Yep. They match the wardrobe best they could, but it's it, sometimes you think it's just a, a crew of people. It's disorienting. This guy uh, sadly died of a drug overdose, much like the character Butch in this uh -huh. movie. So he didn't do a, a ton. And I guess they found him on like Venice Beach or something. Or th they discovered him. That's not where they found his body. Or no. What? Oh, oh, and, oh, sorry. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Oh, that's so. Yeah, I said it in a poor way. Ooh, it's okay. That's okay. Put it on the list. That's okay. But he, in this movie, his thing is that his whole thing is skating. Yeah. So they announce, unlike, I think it's Roller Boogie, mm -hmm. where the skate park might close down. Mm -hmm. And they got to kind of rally to get, keep the place open. It is closing down in mm -hmm. this, so they're they're having one last night to to kind of go out. And he wants to win the competition. I thought because this whole life is on, on like this, it's all this, and now without it, he doesn't know what the fuck. To I do. thought it was interesting that it was never brought up that maybe they should try to save it, but nobody even thinks, and no. it doesn't even seem possible. It's the darkest shit. Yeah. Like they, I, I just spent the whole movie being like, well, they must know something that I don't if they're not even going to make a try for it. No, not only does it close, they bulldoze it. <laughs> I know. And at the ending, they fucking tear it down and it's like over the end credits <laughs> and it's supposed to be this thing like they're all moving on and like going on with their lives except for Butch who dies. Spoiler. Yeah, well. And, and... So, I mean, that's at the, like, the low point of the movie. Butch ODs, mm -hmm. Top Hats, Magic Show fucking sucks. Yeah. And then Vin, he was lying to a woman and saying he was a doctor, and she discovers that he was lying, which is a fucking crazy lie. It's not like that he's a professional dancer or something. You would think it would be something that he would be good at. Instead, it's like I'm. A, I just graduated from medical school, and he makes up. And she, of course, finds out that he's. I lying. don't know how Vin thought he was going to be able to sell someone on that, and it's honestly shocking that it works for as long as it does. I I did think like the. Did you feel weird about the 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 like the end of the second act when it's like there's that montage and Butch is OD. Like, I just feel like the stakes for everyone are a little different at that point where, where, when yeah. they like, yeah. when, when Butch, when it's like kind of funny that this woman 
catches him in a line about being a doctor, and then we see Butch fucking foaming at the mouth. And it's like, whoa, what the fuck is going they on? Keep, like, like, they keep cutting away as if everyone has the exact same level of a problem yeah. where, yeah, Butch yes. has the shakes, and then it's like, cut the top hat, and then it's like, the yeah. thing didn't... Top hat, top hat, top hat's trick sucks. Because he falls out of his sleep. <laughs> Butch fucking is dying. It's like in Boogie Nights where they're they're at this drug addict's house mm-hmm. and they're they're passing along fake drugs and might be killed. And the one guy's in the holdup at the the donut place, <laughs> yeah. and everybody's in these life threatening situations and shit. And then these guys like top hats. Magic show sucks. And then Mikey. Mikey fucks Butch's girlfriend almost immediately after Butch's death. I, at least he tried to explain why he felt okay doing that, but I wasn't sold on his reasoning. Like he, and also I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. What did you think about this? Because I, I didn't think, I didn't get the, I didn't think that Mikey was like a liar. It didn't like that just wasn't mm-hmm. an element. But then he says to her, like, I told Butch I would take care of you, which doesn't even like, I didn't see that happen. I was hoping, I, like, I'm hoping that was cut out. Like you said, there was a lot of bad acting, and maybe they cut around sure. it, and maybe, maybe the AD who played Butch just didn't have the juice to <laughs> pull that he off. He ran out of words to say, "Take care of her for me." But it's like, why would he have said that? He didn't know he was going to OD. Teenagers yeah, don't say that to point. each other. <laughs> or maybe, yeah. Yeah, nobody, I don't think anybody, maybe he had some death wish. I, again, the, the acting limitations make it tough. Mikey says it to her as if, like, as if Butch had been dying of, like, stage four cancer for months. He's like, I told him that I would take care of you. And she just, like, she's, like, taking her top off before he even finishes the sentence. So it's like, I just felt, I just felt terribly for Butch. I did too. Butch's ex-girlfriend, played by Nina Ross, mm. she's in a pretty weird movie called Animal Attraction, and it's kind of like Parent Trap, but with an orangutan. So, <laughs> so the the orangutan did that come is out? trying to get this. This was 1983, oh, okay. which is well past the orangutan craze of the 70s. That's why I've never with heard of any it. which way but loose and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So. So it's this orangutan, it's a single zookeeper. Uh-huh. And I can't remember who played him. It's not Armin Asante, but it's somebody in that vein. Oh, I can see that. And and the orangutan is like, you need a fucking woman in your life. So tries to fix, tries to fix him up with Nina Ross. So I just... I- and I don't want to like get too sidetracked with you, but like, is it the kind of orangutan? Cause I have like a thing where there's certain kinds of movies with live action animals that I can watch and others. I can't mm-hmm. like, what is going on with the mouth yeah. with the orangutan? Cause I don't like when it's like the dead eyed orangutan and then the flapping mouth. Orangutans seem a little bit more peace. Chimpanzees are straight up scary with all we know about them. Mm-hmm. Well, put to good use in Nope. I thought the fear of, of, Actor chimpanzees, yeah. the the I just saw Eddie Murphy talking about bubbles on Jimmy Kimmel. Why and he he told a story when Eddie Murphy told Eddie Murphy told a story about going to Michael Jackson's place when Bubbles was all old in a cage. Oh, no. 
And Michael was like, stay away from the cage. That's... This this orangutan, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I have seen Animal Attraction. Uh-huh. This orangutan is, they do some of the smiling shit that makes you uncomfortable. I feel like they have to. Sure. And, and it, Why do they want us to think that the orangutans can act? Because just have it move. Just having the orangutan is enough. Yeah, you've you've won. If you got it in the shot, you've mm-hmm. won. I don't need to like, I mean, but that said, do I like the, the kind of cutaways where it's like, I oh, well, someone just said something horny, cut to the orangutan, and <laughs> and they know too. I'm, They're showing I'm doing all their an teeth. orangutan impression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, I just saw every teeth. single big one old, of your teeth. Big old chompers. Yeah. I mean, I, I the, like that. I, it is fun. The orangutan craze was fucking crazy. I mean, the fact that Clint Eastwood was like, I'm going to do some movies with a monkey. It sounds like you know way and more about hits. this craze. And like, I will say you, you said that as if I knew exactly what you were talking about with the orangutan I, craze. I live in a weird universe. And I feel like that got a second wind too in the early 2000s. Did you ever, I watched, um, I used to watch this movie, MVP, Most Valuable Primate. You see that? No shit. No, this is Chip that. Learned this how is to like play hockey. Hockey. And then there's a second one. Yeah. Oh, I loved because we were a hockey family and there's not a lot of hockey movies. So we went straight to the no. store to buy MVP most valuable most valuable primate. That was off the Airbud craze, maybe. And then that got a sequel where the chimp learns to skateboard. That's MVP most vertical primate. Wow. Yeah. You would think the yeah. The extreme sports is it supposed to be the same? Do you know if it's supposed to be the same monkey in both movies? It is. is it like an Air Bud? Is he a character? Yeah, okay. I forget what his name. They should have put his name in the movies because I don't like. Yeah, I can't remember what that that damn monkey's name uh, was. It's probably good that they didn't because it's probably not the same monkey. And so it always kind of bothered me when they want you to think it's the same golden retriever in every movie and it's like five yeah and yeah and even when you're like a baby you can tell which air bud is which i should i do have a movie around here i got a couple hockey movies and just so everybody knows i had no idea that jamie worked at an ice skating rink Mm. i just randomly pulled this one off the shelf Mm -hmm. i was kind of in the mood for for some some I, i went roller skating somewhat recently did you go to like the john c Riley place Oh, no. I went to the place in L.A. is called um, Moonlight Rollerway, I think. Wait, where where did you did you go to like that place in Glendale? Yeah, I went to the place in Glendale and it's like going into a time warp and everybody's real into it. And I'm not a good skater or anything, but I'm fine. Mm -hmm. And after a couple loops, you get pretty comfortable with it. But it's fun to figure out what to avoid. Because there's some people who are incredible and just doing crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Some people are annoying. There's a couple guys that were in inline skates who were doing like speed skating shit and just kind of veering around everybody. Ugh. Then there's some people actually like doing roller boogie shit. Mm-hmm. But then there's a lot of couples holding hands. And I skate as far away <laughs> as I can from anybody holding hands. Yeah. Because it's almost... You're uh, rest assured they are going to fall down. And I don't understand why so many people were doing it. Yeah. Well, because it's like if one person slips, it's the same thing as like the free skate at an ice rink where you're just like some people are there to see their little crush. And then other people are there to be so fast and fucking annoying. And it feels like those are the only two gradients of people. Yeah. 
Um, I liked it because I find myself at parties usually throughout my life, mm -hmm. even as early school dances and stuff, mm -hmm. pretending to go from one place to another. <laughs> Still to this day, if I'm, it's like, I'm going to go to the bar. I don't even fucking drink anymore. I'm going to go to the bar and get a drink mm -hmm. or go to the bathroom or go, or I'm going to go and look at my phone. Thank God I never smoked because I think I would just be stepping out and smoking cigarettes all the Any, fucking like, time. Any like nervous habit available. Yeah. I feel lucky that I never started smoking for the same reason. Cause I'm like, oh yeah. An excuse to leave the room constantly. I would take that if it was available to me. Yeah. It's the fucking best. I also wish I played piano because I feel like if you're at a party where there's a piano around, you can just go over to the piano and not talk. And to everybody anybody. loves you, and then and you're entertaining everybody. Yep. Yeah, everybody, you're the hit. Yep. Everyone loves you, and you know you don't need to get to know fucking anybody. There's nah. there are certain ways to just like coast through life. I was thinking I've never been to that roller skating rink, but based on my ice rink experience. And I also, this, I was at the figure skating, the U.S. figure skating championships last week. I just like have rinks on the brain. But I liked that in the background of many shots in this movie that you had like the hyper realism of there's always someone like clinging to the side. There's people yes. fucked up. Yeah, because there's real skaters in the shot. So you get the people like holding on for dear life, <laughs> not really wanting to be there. And then the people actually getting down. With the mix of it's supposed to be like a nightclub, mm -hmm. sexy place, there is some people in the background who are very much not sexy and very much feel like they're in the wrong place because I think they just wanted any extras that they could get in this movie. I, get, I would guess it was the crew. The, oh, oh, that's a good yeah. guess. Yes, you're absolutely mm -hmm. right. Just crew people that they're using to fill up the background who have no business being on yeah. skates. I think roller rinks, if you have this energy that makes you want to leave the room... Mm -hmm. It rewards that because you just like skate away from everything constantly. Mm -hmm. And you can stop, you can like watch people for a couple minutes and like, and then pop back on and then go around again. It feels like a really good, yeah. And it never feels personal when you need to get, even if it's deeply personal, mm -hmm. which I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I really liked kind of the, I mean, sometimes it was like a little distracting how quickly people were like, in the scene and then they would skate away from it. Like it felt like it was too realistic because sometimes it was like, wait, I don't even know if that scene finished, but just, you know, someone sort of Tokyo drifts away on their, on their roller skates. And then you're like, well, I guess that conversation's over. And it also is just weird that these guys are hanging around here and they're not showing them drinking or like smoking weed or doing really. Yeah. In Saturday Night Fever, for example, they're all sitting at a table and hanging out like people would at a bar right. and like drinking and, and flirting and, and, or shooting the shit. You don't really have that same environment here. So they're just all off on the sides, just hanging out like guys, like at the bleachers of a high school or but something. But then it's like, sometimes they're acting fucked up. So I'm like, oh, did that happen off screen? There was like all these things. I think the only thing you really ever saw was like once Mikey brought a bunch of hot dogs from work and all the guys are freaking out. They're like, oh, you know, and they're like trying to get one. That's a fun. So this was like their funny scene played for <laughs>, yeah. laughs where they, they knock, they're all like trying to get the hot dogs and all the hot dogs go on the fucking roller rink. Yeah. And so it like wipes up the kind of snooty dance couple that Vin at the end has to beat 
to, to to prove that he's the top dancer and not save the rink. I was so satisfied by that. And then like Top Hat comes in and he's sco- you know because he's like the skate. He's he's scooping him up with his bare hands and brings him back out. I yeah. love that. And he and his girlfriend, or he and the girl bond over eating the fucking, like, floor hot dogs. It's yeah. supposed to be cute, but it's still kind of disgusting. I think it's supposed to be, like, a like a Lady in the Tramp kind of thing. Because she does, you yeah. do see her rinse it off with cold water. They rinse them off, like, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. And then they both kind of do a Lady in the Tramp, like, sucking on the dogs. <laughs> I think that they're like, this will be titillating and sexual, yeah. but it, it reads a little bit more as disturbing. The, <laughs> can we talk about the songs? I would love to I've talk never about had the songs. a movie, because they didn't have the songs when they, they do the dancing in, in the movie. Oh. So we're to believe that these characters are dancing to songs that are explaining their life. <laughs> the, the songs are so on the nose with what is happening with all their fucking lives and they're dancing, not thinking choice. Wouldn't that f- bug you the fuck out if you started, like, guys. if you're at a dance club and everybody's like, yeah, like, oh shit, wow, this really sums up what's going on with me. <laughs> I thought, well, some were more subtle than others, but yeah, I mean, some were so fucking on the nose that I was just like, I would be fleeing the rink. If I heard some of the like specific to the point where which one was it, it was like one of them was like name checked in one of the songs. It's names. It's Butchie's last dance. <laughs> yes. And Butch is there like this is no and not knowing that he's going to be dead in 24 hours. Yeah, I was. I mean, and then there's other if I was Top Hat and I heard Magical Mistake, I would. I maybe yeah. would pick up. I would it. be like, maybe I should not do a show <laughs> yeah, tonight. Exactly. Butchie's last dance. I mean, say what you will about uh, the on the noseness. That was my favorite song. Butchie's last dance was a good song. It's sort of a slow. It's it's kind of the uh, let's slow things down, grab a partner, let's let's get a little intimate here, yeah. and that one's pretty good. The one about magic, like. What is it? It was like, it wasn't magic malfunction. That was a line in there. But the, mm-hmm. that one is supposed to be kind of funny, but it also alludes to too much. Well, yeah, I, it definitely does. And I thought you can tell, definitely tell that that song, like, maybe wasn't finished when they were filming because they keep cutting back to Ellen during Magical Mistake because it's like, oh, she's going to end mm-hmm. up with Top Hat. But the lyrics are so goofy, but she seems kind of turned on by them. Like, it doesn't yeah. match up with with how turned on she seems. A lot of these a lot of these movies are supposed to, you're supposed to get seduced a little bit by the nightclub ambiance, but I, the sexuality seems a little bit off in most of these these scenes. Yeah, um, no, it it, 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 I couldn't tell sometimes, I was like. I'm going to get a million comments that are like, the hot dogs were actually sexy, but. Look, I agree to disagree. If if it worked for you, it worked for you. And I do appreciate that she rinsed it off. But, like, the whole, like, mm. no bun comp, like, I just did, it just felt fucking weird to me. I don't like Top, uh, top Hat's where his life goes. So yeah. they all, we kind of get get to the, the ending. Obviously, Butch dies and they all have to kind of use that as a springboard to be like, shit, it's time I actually do something. Mm. Vin wins. His ending is 
kind of left ambiguous because he wins the dance, but does he lose the battle because now he has nothing left? And he's oh, like, you know well, what? We I'm going to the place get fucking like bulldozed. And, yeah. So feels like he yeah. lost. So he's going to leave town and, and pursue his dreams of skate dancing. Mm -hmm. Then Mikey goes to college. He rapidly gets accepted to school. <laughs> I love where he, he comes in and he like waves an envelope that's clearly empty. And he's like, I got in full scholarship. And the envelope flops yeah, over so, and you know it's empty. <laughs> and Top Hat's like, ta-da. <laughs> they didn't give an ending for what happened. <laughs> Top Hat's Top Hat's story is the saddest because he bit his stories. You know what? Life's not so bad. I'm gonna stop doing magic and I'll just be living the town. Top Hat, I I believe. I mean, I want to you know believe in the power of love and all that, but like, there's no way he and Ellen make it. They're staying together. No, no. They cast an actor that is too hot for Top Hat, so she's gonna dump him at some or start having an affair. I would. I mean, there's no way. I would love a movie that takes place in the late '90s where Top Hat's getting cheated on by Ellen, having a fucking. And he has a midlife crisis, and he's like, "You know what? I'm gonna go back to magic." And he's just. Why didn't I bed. stop? I'd be so good by now. Yeah, and then he goes, "You help me back." <laughs> yeah, blames her for everything. Ooh, that's a. I should have known when you were sucking on those hot dogs <laughs> that you'd be fucking horny. For somebody You're else. You're all the same. God. First guy that comes. <laughs> Butch was right about you. And then, and and she's similar. It would be good if she got seduced by a lukewarm hot dog twice. That was also how she met the guy that she cheated on Top Hat with. Oh, yeah. Uh, but what happens to Top Hat is unclear. I had a question about the Butch funeral scene. Only because, yeah. like, you see his mom. And she makes a speech. And, like, it's very sad. And you're paying across the people you know. But then she says, like... I wish that that hadn't happened to you. And I wasn't sure like if she was talking about the OD or if she was talking about something that happened to Butch that like we'd never that heard That they were about. implying that he got molested or something. Right, because they were like cutting away. Or, to, or am I reading into that too much? Yeah. I felt like that was a real possibility. Like if not that, something It's on par bad. with the general vibe of the... the... Also, yeah. his mom is weirdly old school Italian Catholic, which doesn't seem to fit in with him at all. No. You don't, you didn't expect to see this little old lady step out too old. She you would think with old. kind of the kind of wrong end, like side of the tracks vibe that Butch is supposed to get, that he would have a young mom that she would maybe like have a be, he would be from a very early pregnancy and maybe they didn't have their life squared away. Instead, it seemed like they went the other way. I thought it was going to be Butch's grandma. Well, that I was confused about that too because I, I, I didn't want to be like judging. And, you know, I was like, whatever. Let's see. I looked up, that actor was mm -hmm. 64 years old. And so like, how yeah. would her Does not make teenage up. son have been, you know, overdone? Like, I don't, I don't understand. And and then she, maybe it is the grandma. Maybe it's like she raised him. Maybe that should, you know, maybe if we look maybe into this, killed his parents when can, he was really can, little. I mean, that's some dark shit. That shouldn't have happened to him. I wish that didn't happen to you. Yeah. Her accent was weird. I was like, where, where, where do you <laughs> think this movie takes place? This is, it's like a little bit of, it's supposed to be the Valley by way of, like Ben Affleck's Boston. That's, yeah, I was getting like, 
different. There's a few side characters and like, they must just not have been briefed. Like some people were sounding a little New England. A few people were sounding a little New Jersey. It reminded me of, have you seen Geely? Oh yeah. Where like that movie, they keep telling you it's in New York, but it's really clearly in Los Angeles the whole time. And they just hope you don't notice by making Ben Affleck wear a heavy jacket for most of the movie. You can't fake that. You can't, you I get can't. bothered even watching commercials for where someone's cheering for a sports team and they're wearing like like they'll be cheering for the Bills or something and they're just wearing a button down or something. I'm like, well, if they're in Buffalo watching football, they're wearing a sweater or something. Grow something. up. Even the house, the house wouldn't look like that. This is a, it. It does. You you spot it right away. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and I guess it's like they were dressed for a valley climate. Just sometimes I was like, oh, I guess they must have moved here pretty recently if they still sound like they're on the fucking Sopranos, you know? Yeah, there's, and then it's a mix between like two East Coast mm-hmm. or two like Dust Bowl. Do you know anything about like the director's life? Like, is there, I was like, is he bringing his own shit to the table there? Like, I just wasn't clear on like what was going on. There's a little bit, I think this was his, so the the director is this guy, Darren Milkowski, yeah. and he didn't hasn't done much, but this was his big shot at doing a commercial movie, oh. and he ends up with this. And I, I think also he was a little bit more interested in the drug, sex, and violence rather than the actual selling point, which was the dancing and the the, the roller skating. Yeah, he didn't seem very worried about the dancing, which I, I felt really bad about. I looked up the, the choreographer on this production, and it seems like they most of their credits are pretty good. Like, I think that they were, they were working on some, like, urban nutcracker stuff during this same era that, I, that I've seen spoken of very well. Like, it's just mm. like... They hired, you know, they had the budget to make this look good. They just didn't make the actors learn how to dance. Uh, I got to check out some of that urban nutcracker stuff. Oh, I mean, there's a, I've seen a lot of different productions of the nutcracker. There, There's so many. I mean, urban nutcracker, I don't know why they, it's still very dated that they call it urban nutcracker. But um, <laughs> I, I've seen some of it in Boston. It's pretty good. I've also seen, I auditioned for once and I was like, I like chicken. I didn't even finish the audition. I'm like, this is too bad. Not the show, me. Oh, one thing I wanted to ask you from the um, him line about being mm-hmm. a doctor. Have you ever lied to anybody about like, have you ever met a guy that you were like interested in or something at any point in your life? And because this, I feel like is a convention of a lot of movies sure. where a character lies about themselves. Mm-hmm. Have you ever done that? Not, I mean, I wasn't doing a that level kind of lie. Right. I'm not saying, but like you small, because I, so, so I one time, was at a party when I was 20 years old and everybody there was about like 23 or 24. Mm-hmm. So they were all older than me and I was flirting with this girl who was older than me and I lied to her and I said I was in graduate school and Ooh, not in college. That's a classic lie. Did you get caught? Mm-hmm. I, I got busted oh. and she gave me her number And um, we were planning a date and it was like so easy to bust me because someone else there knew me at the party. So, of course, like we're flirting and she gives me her number and then I leave and then she goes to somebody was like, hey, do you know that guy? And they're like, yeah, (laughs) gave her my whole story and it didn't match up at all with the fucking shit I told her. (laughs) Yeah, that's a fucking nightmare. I mean, did that change? Did she like revoke her number? Does it did it matter? 
No, she, she, it was almost like she wanted to just hear straight from, I was like, why did you do that? That's a fun moment. And then, and then I, yeah. And so I was like, well, I didn't think you'd be interested in me if you knew how much younger I was. Cause I think when you're in your teens and your early twenties, you still go by the high school rules, especially for men. Mm. If, if it switches very, very quickly, because if you're a guy in high school and you have a crush on a girl who's a year older than you, that's an insurmountable obstacle. That's it's true. like she would never in a million years be interested in a younger guy. And if it happens, it's commented upon constantly. <laughs> when it's like the difference between these people are is six months. <laughs> it's like, what? It's- that dude's a f- in ninth grade. You're fucking crazy. <laughs> So, yeah. so I still had that in, in my mind of like, if she knows I'm yeah. younger than her by a, a little, uh, a few years, she'll never be interested in me. And then we did go out and it was terrible. Okay. And, um, and then she messaged me on a dating app years later. Oh, that's, did you hang out with her again? <laughs> no, I was like, I guess I it did. did. I was like, I don't, I don't, the universe already said no. <laughs> I, I feel like people, I, I, I feel like people carry that pretty deep. When I started I started dating someone when I was, I was like 25 and he was 23 and I kept, I, I felt, it turned out no one cared except for me, but I went to my friends and I was like, yeah, you know, I don't know. I feel kind of weird about it. And they're like, why? He's a year and a half younger than you. But at the time I was really beside myself about it. And I felt like a predator. If, I, if I'm telling a lie, it's like I would, it's a lie I've decided upon in my head that I would tell to anybody. It's not like, this person knows the truth and this person knows the lie. It's basically like if you knew the truth, it's because you knew me before I started lying about the weird thing. I have like a few, but I can't say what they are. I don't want people to know. But actually, the one I got you the okay. one I got busted on was for a while. I don't I think I just said it once when I was drunk and then I was like, that's a fun lie. What's gonna happen to me if someone finds out I'm lying? I said I did punch up on minions too. And <laughs> I was telling people this for like a year. If it like felt like it fit into the conversation, I was like, oh yeah, they did a punch up room and it was for like five days. I went in. It was like a mini room and it was like, it was, I didn't get in. I didn't get, I mean, yeah. And I like, I downplayed my involvement. None of my stuff, none got, of my in, stuff like, got in, but I had a great time. I had to go to Santa Monica every day, which sucked, but it was really cool to just like kind of be around those guys. I was, I was telling people that for like a year. That's kind of fun to do. I mean, maybe that's like very was, mentally unwell, but, but I like to do it every once in a while. When I was a kid, my um, preschool teacher asked me if I had any pets, mm-hmm. and I said I wish I had an iguana. <laughs> and she and I was I, Did I you? didn't like to speak publicly, mm-hmm. so I would mumble a lot. And she thought I just said I had an iguana. Oh, and I just wanted one. And so she's like, "You have an iguana? Wow, that's incredible! What's his name?" And then I just panicked, and I was, and then I just said, "I had, I just ran." What with was it. the fake iguana? And then I was name? in this building. Do you I I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I mean, because yeah, I, I wish, I wish I knew what my <laughs> fake iguana's name was. But I was in this building for another two years, and so I would see this teacher in the halls, mm-hmm. and um, she would be like, "How's your iguana?" I think she might have known I was full of shit, and it was a cute, almost like imaginary friend type thing. But every time she said it to me, it was like, I, it was, I, I felt like William Macy in Fargo or something <laughs> where I was just like, ah, it's fine. Um, it's really, I hope she, I mean, I guess like, you know, 
teachers, uh, they, they the pleasures are few and far between. So I feel like maybe she knew and she just yeah. was torturing you for no reason. I like that you had to build out. I did say that it died. Brilliant. It, it did get to me and I, I did. It did get to me and I eventually killed it off. <laughs> and you must have felt so much lighter. You must have felt a whole fucking iguana lighter. I feel like there were... But and that must have really confused her because she probably thought we had this fun, cute game. And then I was like, "It's dead." And she was like, "Fuck, <laughs> I, okay." She should have sent you to a guidance counselor. That's. <laughs> I had I, I the only other thing I can think of besides like a minions to punch up room level lie, hearing a rumor about myself around my once again. I, I feel like my back brace is coming up too much, and it seems like I, it's on my mind more than it is. But. Mm. There was a rumor about me in high school when I had the back brace that sounded because no one like only certain people knew I had a back brace. I just wore like I had these skinny little legs and I wore gigantic T-shirts and that was my little mysterious thing. And and, <laughs> and <laughs> they're like, why is she always wearing an extra large San Jose Sharks T-shirt? And Sort of just what I did. That was just the shirt you got. That yeah. was the shirt that was big enough to to kind of keep keep the mystery going. But there was a rumor because I leaned over. I slouched once in geometry class. And so you could see the top of my back brace poking up. And this girl assumed and started spreading the rumor that I was wearing a bulletproof vest to school every day because I was afraid of the other students. And I... I heard that's a good rumor. I, well, I think she thought it was true. Like, I sort of like I remember like circling up with my friends, and I was just like, I don't know if I like. I was like, I think I might. This might be less embarrassing than the truth. So maybe we should just go with it. And so I just never, I never spoke. I didn't contest the rumor that I wore a bulletproof vest to school because I was a coward. And this was like, I mean, this was like pre school shootings being as regular as they are now it would have been right it was post columbine but but before it was a a bi-monthly occurrence right like it, they it, I, w- I was really perceived as a coward for having done this you were just ahead of the time you were ahead of the curve in a lot of ways a lot of people are thinking about you now being like i guess jamie wasn't crazy the, girl in the san jose sharks t-shirt really fucking knew what she was doing <laughs> And that is this week's Raj Tape. Thank you so much to Jamie Loftus. This podcast is edited by Brian Holmes. The theme song was composed by Brett Morris. Good luck avoiding people at parties. We'll see you next week.